Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eunice Ajim Show. I am your host, Eunice Ajim, and I am super excited to be with you guys today. Oh my gosh, we are at day four and episode 11 of the Eunice Ajim Show. If you are hearing this show for the first time, I am going on a journey to record one single episode edit it and upload it every single day for a hundred days. So we are in for a treat today. Today, I want to speak about how do you start investing in African tech startups? It is a conversation that I have very often, every single time I meet an African in the diaspora that maybe have been following my, my content for some time, he's always like, yeah, Eunice, I've been thinking about investing in African tech startups, but I'm still understanding the game. Like I'm learning how to do it. I want to be fully sure and fully committed before I take the plunge. So I decided that this podcast would be dedicated. Actually, today is October 4th. So I need to update this. Uh, Today is actually October 5th. I had to fix my calendar just so that I can keep track of everything that is happening. But, um, man, I lost my, 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 my track of thought. Anyway, we're back. <laughs> um, I wanted to go a little bit deep on pretty much an easy to follow guide for beginners on how to invest in African tech startups. And just in case you look, you see me looking this way is really because I'm trying to make sure that I get all the different points that I have written down. So the first step um, that I think you should consider when thinking about investing in an African tech startup, just because the African market is so big, it is very broad. Not every market as of today is ready for technological advancement, is ready for the ecosystem, and is ready for investment. That in very few markets as of today, my hope is that there are more markets in the future um, that will get involved um, in this um, digital revolution. But as of today, if you want to invest in African tech startup, there are some markets that you want to consider. And as of right now, some of the key countries to start investing in are obviously number one, Nigeria, um, Kenya, South Africa, and Egypt. These are some of the most popular markets when it comes to early stage startup investing. Um, as much as we love the whole African continent and we want to get started, the reason why it is so important to determine, okay, which countries out of the 54 countries in Africa do I want to start investing in? It's mainly because first you want to make sure that when you're investing in that country, the market is actually ready. That means the consumer power is there. The technological, the technology adoption is there, and so many other factors um, can, uh, uh, I would say, are involved when thinking about investing in a particular market. Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, and Egypt are obviously the four most popular ones. But I also believe that there are some emerging markets that are also like right at the top. Some of those emerging markets for me would be Rwanda, Ghana. 
Tunisia, Morocco. And when we're thinking about Francophone countries, I'm definitely going to go for um, Cote d'Ivoire and Senegal. Those are, in my perspective, the top 10 countries um, if you want to invest. If you're new, you're maybe based out of the U.S. or any other uh, uh, market and you're thinking about getting involved in the African tech space, those would probably be the first few countries I would consider before expanding into other markets. All right. Second thing, you want to be able to like determine the startup industries that you want to invest in. Obviously, the African market is super diverse and you really have to concentrate and be very specific about here are the tech industries that I want to focus on as I'm getting ready to invest my money. And as of right now, um, everybody, and I'll mention this point later on, you obviously want to invest in what you know. You don't want to go and invest in some energy, you know, like something that you've, you know, or like biotech or things that maybe you're not familiar with. Like even for me at Agim Capital, there are definitely industries that I personally shy away from. Like if I don't understand a business, I don't invest because there's no way I'm going to help um, a founder if I, if, if I don't know what, how I can help them. So you want to be able to like pick different sectors that you're really excited about, but also that are sectors that are evolving in the African market. Right now, we all know that fintech is definitely one of the biggest one. Health tech is up there. Um, marketplaces is also a big one when you're bridging the gap between a supply and a demand. Um, I know of logistics and mobility is also like big in Africa. I mean, we all know how uh, fragmented the infrastructure <laughs> Um, in our continent is um, so really understanding okay like um, I know a lot of people are like super super hype on renewable energy and climate tech so really understanding like what are some of the sectors that first are really popular right now in most African markets and also that I personally understand so the next thing that you might want to have a look at after you're past um, the industry stage is, um, what is your investment style? Um, are you interested in investing in early stage startups? Are you interested in investing in later stage startups? And what I mean by that, there are obviously different series and different levels of investment in the African. This is not even like African specific. This is just like in the startup ecosystem uh, world that different um, investment stages um, there's the friends and family round, which we typically call the angel round. And then there's a pre-seed, seed, seed extension, or I, I will erase the seed extension, seed, series A, B, C, and D are typically the different stages of investment in the startup ecosystem. If you invest in the angel, pre-seed, and seed, you're typically considered an early stage investor. And if you invest in series A and beyond, you're typically considered a growth stage investor. Um, so also understand, okay, what are the different nuances? Do I want to be early stage or do I want to be late, late stage? Um, it's super important for you to consider that. Another different investment style that you want to be able to consider is, do I want to invest directly or do I want to invest through a fund? Um, being able to decide 
what your investment style is um, is super important when you're thinking about investing in African tech startups. Like all of these different points are super, super important. Um, the next thing is pretty much a follow-up of what I meant. So not only your investment style is what stage, um, but it's also like how, like what format do you want to invest in? And um, I like to run it up to pretty much like four formats or like four styles. Um, the first one being um, investing through a venture capital fund like Ajim Capital. Um, if you have gone on our website or you follow any of our social media pages, you always see why I say invest with us, which pretty much means that I'm looking for LP commitment into our fund. These are people that decide, okay, you know what? I don't have the time. And I don't think I have the expertise to be able to invest myself individually into all of these different companies. I'd rather give it to a fund manager that pretty much all we do is we sleep, we eat, and we drink African tech companies. Um, so investing through a fund, I, in my personal experience, if like this is not going to be like a full-time thing, um, this is always like the best way to go. So if there's any interest there, I would highly recommend you check out Ajim Capital um, for potential investment opportunities. The second way is through angel syndication. That was actually the way I started investing in African tech businesses. So I found a couple of angel syndicates and angel groups. Typically, these are people that decide um, it could be just like a group of people that say, okay, we want to put our money together as one and then invest individually into companies. So usually like the, in the syndicate group or the lead uh, would show, you know, like a couple of um, investment opportunities to their members. And then you pick which investment you're interested in. I think if you don't have a lot of experience investing in startups, I always recommend instead of going and doing direct investment to go and invest via syndicate because a lot of the times people are very familiar with the ecosystem. They've done a lot of the due diligence for you, which is a big part of investing in tech startups. Like you have to be able to first find some of the best deals out there. Secondly, you have to be able to, um, you know, like speak to the founders, understand the, the, the company, understand the product, the solution, the problem, the market look at the financials, uh, look at all the legals um, and really communicate all of that with the founder. And that can be very time consuming. And a lot of the times when you're part of a syndicate, you don't have to do all of that yourself. You pretty much leave all of that to the syndicate um, lead to be able to do that. And then you just pick which one you're really, really excited about. So that's another way to just get started. I did that. And it's also like less commitment. On average, um, you can invest in a syndicate anything to even like a thousand dollars a month, not a month, a thousand dollars per deal. And you can invest as little as a thousand and as much as I don't know, a hundred, two hundred thousand, depending on like how excited you are about the, com the that specific company. One of the disadvantages that I did not mention from a venture capital investing perspective is. Um, it can be capital intensive. So very few venture capital funds who accept $1,000 check sizes. In fact, I don't think I've heard of that in the past. I think the average when it comes to like smaller check sizes is about 25000 We did a lot of 25K checks um, in our early days at Agim Capital. 
Um, I am yet to take a $10,000 check, but I have been offered. Um, the reason why a lot of people will not take small check size because as VC funds, we have a cap on how many investors we can accept into the fund. So it limits us to not take too many smaller checks. That way we don't reach our cap and we haven't reached our target in terms of investment. Okay. Next one after angel syndication is direct investments. Um, direct investment pretty much means you go out there, you find the companies and you decide to make the decision. You do all the due diligence, you speak with the founders and you decide to make the investment yourself. The risk that I'm going to say with direct investing, especially if you're not familiar with just the whole startup ecosystem as a whole is that a lot of the time people get emotionally attached to a particular product um when maybe that even the only investor investing in that particular startup whereas you know angel syndicates and um vc funds typically see thousands and thousands of decks so they get to have a good perspective on like the whole ecosystem and all the people involved um all the like pretty much like like I can see one business but then I know there are five competitors and I can decide between all the six business which one I think might be the winner Versus like somebody that is only doing direct investing and maybe it's not as plugged into the ecosystem as some of us might be. Um, that's one of the setbacks. The next one, um, when thinking of an investment vehicle, will be crowdfunding platforms. Um, definitely not very popular in the African market because then I don't think I've seen like many reliable platforms um, in the African market that allow you to do um, crowdfunding. I think the one that I've seen, and I don't even think I'll consider them a crowdfunding platform. It's one of my portfolio companies called Daba. Daba Finance, check them out. Really good company. They do a lot of research, uh, put a lot of due diligence between in the companies that they decide to invest in. So I think to some extent it's a crowdfunding platform, but it's not really. I don't yeah, I don't want to say that because I don't think they are, but at least I know you can invest um, on a per deal basis. If you just want to understand crowdfunding platforms on a broader base, you can check out WeFunder, Indiegogo. Those are some of the platforms that I know are easier for direct investment. Each of these vehicles that I've mentioned have their own advantages and risk. So it's up to you to be able to determine which one is best for you. The next thing that I'm going to say, which I mentioned a little bit during my other my investment vehicles was conducting thorough research. Um, one of the things that is a little bit underrated and not spoken about enough is the amount of research that goes into making a decision before making an investment into a company. Um, like I've mentioned earlier, you have to find a founder. You have to speak to them, to speak to their team look at the product, do your due diligence on the product, how good the product is working. Some even go a little bit about even speaking to some customers, speaking to some employees, um, doing a lot of the legal due diligence, a lot of the market, the financials, and all of the different things involved. Um, other ways too that you can really do a lot of research without necessarily like going nitty bitty gritty into companies is um, a lot of the times like you can check out accelerator programs or like just pitch competition and check out the demo days a lot of it sounds like these are great ways to find investment opportunities without necessarily being part of a specific group um, or an investment network um, another great way to find african founders if you're not um, but this this way is a little bit like i, I kind of feel like you're a little bit late <laughs> Um, when they make a public announcement, maybe about your fundraise or something exciting that happened within your company. 
typically when a company makes an announcement, they've already raised a round. And I personally think in this particular case, if you're a little bit late to the party, because you're probably going to be investing when the mass is also getting to invest. And at that point, when something is already out in the news, like they become expensive. Um, the next thing that I will advise you is to diversify your portfolio. This is one of the things that people don't take into consideration, especially when they're doing direct or angel investment. They just get super excited about one business and then they decide, okay, like this is the way to go. Um, but the real thing about just like venture investing or even startup investing is diversification because guess what? 99% of startup fails. So if you only had two, three, four investment and like 99% fail, the likelihood of like all four investment failing is probably pretty high. But then let's say you had 20 investment um and like 99% is failing at least now you know okay at least I have one or two business that has the chance of being the outlier and actually returning all my investments um that I've put and plus more um so that's typically the rules of thumb for somebody like myself and at IGM Capital we plan on making way more investment than that especially given the nuances of the African tech ecosystem um, not everybody agrees with our way of investing, but I think that for the market that we're serving, that's probably the better way. And that's the right way. All right. I've mentioned this in the past. This is the last, but not the least. It's pretty much invest in what you know. Plain and simple. And I know this can sometimes also a little bit go against us who are investing in Africa is that a lot of investors, um, the one thing that I hear way more than I would like to admit is that many investors don't have an African strategy or maybe, and, and a lot of the time they say, we don't just understand the African market. And that's fine because that's a rule for any investor out there. Like if you don't in, understand a market, don't invest in. So, it, and, and it's also the reason why I provide so many resources on the internet about investment opportunities in the African tech space. Um, just because I know that it will take a lot of education for investors to be able to like fully understand what is happening in Africa. Like we have put out blog posts, video content, um, reports, um, things that we can even share on the internet, really around educating investors about the African tech space. Because again, like I've mentioned, a rule of thumb for any experienced investors that they don't invest in what they don't understand. And if Africa seems to be something that is so far away, maybe they've never visited the continent, uh, maybe even if they've visited Africa, like they never went to like the tech space to look at how um, these African companies are actually doing and like what they're doing, the impact that they're making on the continent, um, it can be very difficult for them to make a decision around investing or not investing in Africa. So invest in what you know and i have the same thing for myself like if you're you're somebody that is in the health tech for example so you understand that market you probably want to invest into like health tech businesses if you are in the financial world and you fully understand how um fintech and just the different layers and nuances of investing in fintech you might probably want to go in there i think for me i'm more of a geographic focus and i obviously have a few sectors that i'm super super excited about and those are the sectors that we focus on when investing in africa 
um, and I shy away from what I don't know. Like I've seen some really amazing opportunities in the climate tech, renewable energy, um, biotech, um, hardware, right? Like I've seen really great opportunities and I think, oh, this is interesting. But unfortunately, that's not my area of expertise. And because of that, I would not invest. So all of those things are things that you want to keep in mind as you decide, okay, Eunice, so next time you see me and you say, hey, Eunice, how do I invest in Africa or how do I get started investing in Africa? I hope that this is a pretty, pretty good explanation or at least it's a, a beginner-friendly step-by-step guide on how to get started when you're thinking about investing in Africa. And just as a final um as a final note is, um, if you're an African in the diaspora and you're thinking about potentially investing in African tech startups um, and you don't just know how to get started, just reach out to me. Like, I can point you to the right direction. I can, like, if you want to go the angel syndicate round, I can point you to the right direction. If you want to invest in Ajim Capital but don't understand how it works, like definitely let me know. If you're thinking about doing direct investment yourself and you just need some guidance, maybe you want to see some of my portfolio companies um, on a deep dive, let me know and I'll be happy to help. I hope that this podcast episode was super, super useful. Um, and until next time, I hope that you are living your best version of the African dream. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel and um, this podcast. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you.